Hi everyone, my name's Marie and I'm going to be speaking to you today about the good news in the workplace. And um, before I do that, I'm going to pray. Father God, I want to thank you that you are an all-present, all-knowing God. Thank you that you are as interested in our workplaces as you are about our family lives, our day-to-day -day lives. And Lord, I want to ask right now that you would use me to um, just impart some of what you want to say to those listening and, and watching this morning, that I would uh, be used to equip and encourage uh, those listening, Father God, that we would indeed be good news to our workplaces and that we would bring good news to our workplaces, that uh, our colleagues, our bosses, our service users would know that we are different, that we are good news uh, and, and that we would uh, see the kingdom of God at working in our workplaces for your glory. Amen. So a key verse for me is Colossians 3, 23 to 24. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. So when we go into our work, are we considering who we're working for? If we've got that difficult boss or those difficult colleagues, it's so easy to forget that actually we are not working for them. We're working for God ultimately. We're serving Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior in our workplaces. And our workplaces should be just as much about worshiping God as gathering together on a Sunday morning or whenever we meet to, to sing our praises to God uh, corporately together or when we're meeting up with friends and having our quiet time. Our work is also our worship to the Lord because he wants us to have a, a whole life ministry of worship and outworking the kingdom of God. And so um, I find that verse really helpful in just refocusing me on my work and why I'm there and what I'm doing there uh, when I go to work, especially on those days when it's tough and there's people that are challenging around me. But we're also kingdom carriers. So Colossians also talks about us being the temple of the Holy Spirit, that the spirit of God lives inside of us. So when we go into our workplaces, we bring the kingdom of God. We bring the presence of God into our workplaces. So just by being there, we can change the atmosphere. And so when I go into my workplace, uh, on my way into work, I am praying for a release of the kingdom of God. I'm casting out and binding any demonic presence, any darkness, any if if we're in a toxic environment. So that if several years ago, I worked in an environment which was just so negative and really not a, a pleasant environment to work in. So I would just bind the things that were there, bind the backstabbing, bind the gossip, bind those things and release the kingdom, release love, joy, peace, patience, release kindness, release gentleness into the atmosphere, praying that God would come and uh, that the, the atmosphere would be changed because I was there and because he was there more importantly. And so when we go into our workplaces, we, we good news in that we bring the presence of God into our workplaces 
And so I want to encourage you, if you've not thought about that before, how can you be praying for the kingdom, for the presence of God, for the good things of God to be uh, coming out into your workplace, changing the atmosphere in your workplace for good? Um, so that's that's one of the key ways that we can be good news to our workplaces, just by being present, being joy filled, knowing who we are as children of God and the joy of the Lord that is our strength, uh, being so different in some ways to our colleagues, uh, just because we've got the presence of God and we are joy filled people. And so uh, we can also be good news to our workplaces by uh, how we act and how we are with our colleagues. I think this is a really, really important way in how we can be good news to our colleagues. Uh, ever more and more increasingly across our society is a, is a sense of grumbling, a sense of distrust, disunity. Um, people are just absolutely hopeless. Um, and, and so actually we we have something to offer. We have the good news. We have hope. We have joy. Uh, and as Christians, we should be the most joy-filled people going because we, we've got the hope of the world. We, we know where we're going. We know that no matter what is going on in life, actually, there is something far greater. That we, we have this relationship with Jesus and an, and an eternity to look forward to where we know there'll be no more sickness, no more suffering, no more sorrow. And, and those things and the freedom that Jesus brings should be giving us uh, such a, a hope that we can be different to our colleagues and our customers and our clientele and our bosses um, because we'll have a different perspective on life. And so as we do that, as we are smiling as we are um, filled with the joy of the Lord, not because our circumstances are different, but because we know Jesus, that will change the atmosphere, that will be a joy bringing, hope giving, life giving um, thing for our working environments. And actually what that then does is gives us uh, opportunities to be good news. So, for example, you might get someone to say to you, how come you always um, see like this or how come you're always so positive or why doesn't this get you down? And you can, you can then share how Jesus helps you in this or what, why um, the gospel is good news in that situation. So, for example, I had a situation um, where someone had a real um, load of unforgiveness towards actually it was towards an organisation. And they were just talking about how they um, were really bitter and holding this unforgiveness. And, and I just said, you know, that's not going to help you. It's actually, it's not going to harm the business. It's only going to harm you. Uh, and I said, and that's where my, my faith really helped. You know, I, Jesus has forgiven me completely and therefore, and I didn't deserve it. So when someone harms me I know that I can forgive them not necessarily in my own strength but because Jesus has forgiven me and therefore I can extend that forgiveness to those that hurt me and harm me and then I'm not eating myself up and causing harm to myself uh, and so we can just talk about how um, Jesus as the good news uh, has been good news to us and as we share those kind of stories of how God has worked in our lives, 
um, and that's relevant to our colleagues, that brings good news, gives, gives people an understanding that there is more hope, there is other opportunities, other situations, other ways to look at things. Um, and, and hopefully points them to Jesus in the process. So I, I sat with a colleague several months ago uh, and they were just telling me how life sucked. They hated being single um, uh, and so many other things. And as someone who is single, I was able to say, I get that. I understand what you, you're going through, um, you know, but that's where my faith helps me. I know that Jesus will never leave me. He'll never forsake me. He's always with me. He's my best friend. Uh, he is there in the hardest of times and he's my comforter and um, just went on to talk some more. But it just bringing that good news of how Jesus is good news for us in our everyday situations. It, it can come out in our conversations if we've prepared it and if we've planned for it. And so I want to encourage you today. Do you know why Jesus is good news for you? in the different situations of life that's going on at the moment? What, what does the gospel mean for you if you are struggling financially? What does the gospel mean for you if you've um, gone through battling with singleness or a miscarriage or you know how, how has Jesus helped you in those times of difficulties? Whatever they may be, whether you've lost a loved one, um, or, or come against some opposition and some bullying and things like that. Because the Revelation says we'll overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And the power of story, it, it, it cannot be underestimated. Telling God's stories of what God has done for us in the everyday of life is something that is so powerful and will speak to others. And, and actually, that should be the natural everyday way that we talk about our faith. If we liked football or some other thing, hobby or sport, you would naturally talk about your football team and the football scores and different the transfers that are going on and things like that. Well, it should be no different for us as Christians as we talk about Jesus uh, and God in, in what he's done in our day-to-day -day lives as we bring it up in conversation it should be natural and normal and we don't just move on like you would if you were talking about the football or something else like that so I want to encourage you do you know your God stories do you know how God has helped you and how you can share the stories of overcoming whatever it might be uh, in a way that glorify Jesus and bring hope to those that are struggling through the same situations. I also want to encourage you to steal stories. So if you're in a situation where um, you can't necessarily relate to the people that you're talking to, um, you might have other people that do relate and have stories that would relate to them. And so you can steal those stories. So when I was a custody sergeant, um, I used to get people coming in who were homeless and addicted. And I used to steal one of my friend's stories and say, because they would say, there's no hope. What's the point in living anymore? And I would share my friend's story and say, you know, my mate, he was homeless on the streets of Leamington Spa, uh, addicted to crack and for 15 years, he went into a Christian rehab. He encountered Jesus and within three days was set free. He's now living a life that is 
with a future and a hope and, and so on and so forth. And, you know, I could never share a story of my own that related to being a homeless addict. However, I've got friends and I, I had stories that could relate to those people. And I was able to share those stories of hope in those situations to, to help people see that there is a better way uh, the, and there is hope in changing, even in those deepest, darkest moments. So if you, if you don't know your story, then um, start practicing it. Think about it. Think about the times where Jesus has helped you overcome, whether that is um, depression or maybe overeating or maybe it's as, as, as the things I said earlier. That there's so many ways, uh, public speaking, um, all sorts of ways that Jesus can help us in our, and does help us in our daily lives. But we need to be attentive to them and think about how we share them. Um, in your workplace, one of the things you might want to do is think about setting up a Christian support network. So um, I'm the national chair of the Christian Police Association. That is a recognised staff support network within the police service. We have a local branch, but we also have the national network. So we all connect together uh, to pray for one another, encourage one another, share good news stories. And it's so encouraging to connect with other Christians in your working environment where you pray together, uh, you can share some of the challenges and pray that through together. Uh, and, and it's more different than when you just meet up with another Christian brother or sister who doesn't understand your working environment. You can also then be praying for your business or your workplace, whatever that may be, whether that's NHS, whether that's the police, whether that's a shop and retail, the care sector. You know, imagine what it would be like if all the Christians in, in your workplace or your work sector got together to be praying for the kingdom of God to come, to be praying for your colleagues, to be praying for your leaders, to be praying for just, yeah, wisdom and protection and well-being for those that you are working with, praying for an outpouring of the spirit to come and bring hope and transform the, the dark and hard situations that are around you. I, I believe that that would be so, so powerful. We spend over a, nearly a third of our lives at work. And therefore, you know, imagine if we just spent a little bit of time each day, each week, investing in praying for our workplaces. Every day when I go into work um, in the morning, I go into my office, I shut the door, I have 10 minutes where I'm on my knees in my office praying for the day ahead. I pray for protection over my staff. I pray for their well-being. I pray into different situations that I know each person is facing and battling. I pray for solutions to problems that are, um, that are really difficult to find the answer to. Um, I, and I just ask God to give wisdom to leaders and, and all of these different things. And we can be doing that in the day to day. Likewise, for us as Christians, the most natural loving thing we could do is offer to pray for someone. If we really believe that Jesus answers prayer, if we really believe that Jesus heals, then if someone's sharing that they're going through a difficult time or they're sick, then the most loving thing we should be able should do is to offer to pray for them uh, or pray with them and so um, again when if you've got a colleague that's struggling you know 
offer to pray with them. Don't be afraid if they say no. If they say no, that doesn't matter. Um, I always laugh when I hear a preacher say, oh, no one ever turns down prayer. I'm like, well, you obviously haven't offered to pray for a lot of police officers because I certainly have had lots of people turn me down. But it, it is something that we should naturally be able to do alongside coming alongside our colleagues, showing love and care towards them, showing them that we're interested in them and we, we really want to bless them and encourage them. And so I want to encourage you, who can you be looking out for? Who can you be supporting, loving and being Jesus to in your workplace? If you are a manager or a boss, you may have to think slightly differently around um, praying with people just because of a power dynamic, but that's okay. I So for me, anyone that I, is a peer or above, I, I will offer to pray with them there and then. Anyone who's lower, um, then unless Holy Spirit very clearly tells me that I must pray with them there and then, uh, I will tell them that I'm going to be praying for them. And then I follow that up. How are you doing? How's this situation? I'm praying for you. How's this situation? Um, and trusting that God will use that to bless them and encourage them and let them know he is real and loves them and cares for them. And so um, I know I'm running out of time, so I'm going to just start to wrap up now. I want to encourage you to be thinking about, do you know your God stories? How is Jesus good news to you in the day to day of life that you can share your God stories that will uh, show people that Jesus is good news to them in their day to day troubles? Who can you come alongside to support and be Jesus to? And are you praying for your businesses or your workplaces that they would be places where the kingdom of God is present, where there is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self gentleness, all of those kind of things that God would bless leaders with wisdom and strategies from heaven, solutions. Are you praying that God will give you solutions to problems so that you can be blessings to your bosses uh, and so much more? Uh, there's so much more we could say, but that is what... Uh, I'm going to say in today's time that we've got. So uh, God bless you. I hope that's been an encouragement uh, and maybe a challenge and a provocation to you. Amen.